One of the hardest jobs for a founder and CEO is to hire a great engineering team. And if you're based in the Bay, competing with the salaries of Google and Facebook does not make it any easier, which is why I'm really excited to introduce our next sponsor, Turing. Turing makes it really easy to build a software engineering team. Go to Turing.com and they will find you hand-selective top-tier engineers that can work with you on a remote basis. Turing.com is backed by Foundation Capital, Founders Fund, other execs from Google, Facebook, Amazon, and more. And they are on a path to help companies like you find a remote engineering team and not spend years doing it. So if this is interesting to you in any capacity, I would check out Turing.com, T-U-R-I-N-G.com. And when they ask you, how'd you hear about Turing, make sure to tell them you came from the Forward Thinking Founders podcast, specifically tell them Matt Sherman 6, 6 is in the month June, and get that remote engineering team today, not in six months, not in a year, today. And by the way, you get a two-week risk-free trial to give it a shot. So what are you waiting for? Go to Turing.com, T-U-R-I-N-G.com, and I'll see you over there. Now let's get into the show. All right. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions of the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Jonathan Siddharth, who is the CEO, co-founder of Turing. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Uh, It's nice to meet you, Matt. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on. I'm really excited to learn more about what you're working on and also for the listeners to learn more about Turing. Um, So I guess to start, uh, for people that don't know what you're working on, what is Turing? Uh, Thanks, Matt. So Turing is um, a company that's focused on creating the future of remote work. Um, So we started the company um, two years ago on the realization that the world has changed and there's a massive shift in how we build tech companies today. The old way of building a tech company was you would hire locally in Mountain View or or San Francisco and everyone worked from one office, right? That's how Google, Facebook, and all of these companies of yesteryear were built. The new way of building unicorns is through distributed teams where you tap into the global talent pool and you hire the best people in the entire planet, not just the best people in the Bay Area, And then you collaborate as a distributed team. Stripe recently announced that their next engineering hub was going to be completely remote. 60% of GitHub works remotely. So this is the way of the future. And if you ask the question, why isn't every company built this way as a remote distributed team, you realize that there are uh, two key obstacles that stand in the way of companies that want to go remote. Firstly, it's really hard to find Silicon Valley caliber talent that is remote. It's easy to find cheap remote talent. It's hard to find Silicon Valley caliber talent that's remote. And second, once you're working as a distributed team, there's a lot of challenges that come up with collaboration, communication, and operating with good alignment. Um, And this is why we built Turing, to solve these problems. And Turing is a platform where you can push a button to hire and manage a remote engineer. Some of our customers describe Turing as an AWS for talent. The company's raised um, close to 10 million in a seed round uh, from a variety of investors like uh, Foundation Capital, Adam D'Angelo, who was Facebook's first CTO, and a lot of execs from Google, Facebook, Amazon, etc. And we've been growing really fast. And it's an interesting time when 
the world is switching to remote, like with Facebook, Twitter, Square, et cetera. Um, so I'm excited. Yeah, thanks for sharing all that and congrats on the growth. I, I would love to dive into a little bit of the user experience of like if someone, let's say someone's here and they decided to go remote, but they wanted to retain a, the, 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 the caliber of talent, the Silicon Valley level talent. How does someone use Turing? Is it like a marketplace? Is it like, you know, is it a software? Can you kind of describe how a company who'd be interested in using Turing and what their experience would be like? Yeah, so if you're interested in using Turing, let's say you're a VP of engineering or a director of engineering or a hiring manager who's been struggling to hire software engineers. Maybe it's too costly, it's taking too long to hire. Um, and of course, in today's shelter-in-place situation, it's even more messy to hire. So you would just go to Turing.com and uh, go through our sign-up process where we would ask you what kind of talent you want to hire. And you might put in... I would like a full stack developer, front-end in React, back-end in Node with um, maybe about five years of experience roughly. And that's it. You don't have to do anything else. And somebody from Turing will reach out to you and give you, um, will schedule time with you, uh, like a 30-minute Zoom call. Uh, and then we would recommend three pre-vetted engineers for you, two or three. And these are engineers who've already been rigorously vetted to a Silicon Valley standard. And you could literally start working with those engineers the same day. So some of our customers choose to interview the devs. Many of them just work with them. They trust our vetting, so they work with the remote engineer uh, directly. And once you start working, we give them a two-week trial period where, let's say, you've hired a remote engineer from Turing, Matt. And in the first two weeks, if for any reason you decide this engineer is not working out, you pay zero. Turing will still pay the developer, but you pay zero. And then for you, the customer, you only pay for hours worked. So you pay as you go. Turing tracks time in terms of developers use Turing software to track time. So you just pay um, bi-monthly based on that, and you can stop anytime. What's kind of cool is Turing puts a lot of remote communication best practices through our software on the developer side. So you will receive daily updates, weekly updates from your developer on what they worked on yesterday, what they're working on today, or they blocked on something. So you get the benefit of a high quality remote communication workflow. And for you, you you'll just receive these updates as emails. And for the developer, they use Turing software to update it. So not only do you get high quality pre-vetted remote talent, you also get the right uh, remote communication best practices baked in through the platform. So it's a little bit like a marketplace, but I don't like the term marketplace because with Upwork and services like that, marketplaces are about matching people with jobs. And after that, the marketplace has very little value that they have for either the companies or the developers. So Turing um, manages the collaboration after the match through software. So let's talk about the other side of the coin. Um, I, let's say I, let's actually use the example. Let's say I think I'm a great developer um, and, I'm, and I'm not because I, I know, you know, I know basic JavaScript and, you know, all that stuff. But like, I think in my head that like, oh, I want to, I want to work on Turing or I want to, I want to work with Turing. Um, you obviously want to keep people like me not necessarily working with, with your customers and you want to keep the, the people that are great, um, you know, get, let them get in and then match them with their customers. So I guess, how does the developer side work? How do you make sure someone's qualified? If someone is listening to this and they are qualified, how, how would they, you know, how would they sign up or get involved with Turing? Yeah, great question. 
So Turing today has 150,000 developers signed up from all over the world, from about 10,000 cities. And typically developers see Turing somewhere and through a social media or a few other places. And then they come to Turing.com and create an account. We then start the process of vetting the developer to qualify them for the platform. And Turing's vetting involves vetting along three primary dimensions. We first vet developers for technical skills. Um, what is their uh, computer science foundations like, like in data structures, algorithms? What is their knowledge of specific tech stacks like, like React Node, et cetera? So that's, that's the first part, the technical skills assessment. And this is done in a, uh, through a vetting product that is 90% automated that's Turing developed. Um, and then we have a, uh, we also assess communication skill. And when I say communication skill, we don't just check if uh, this developer can speak English. We check for how proactive is this person going to be in communication? How good is this person at resolving ambiguity in a project spec? Uh, how good is this person at task estimation, at uh, setting, uh, at pushing back against unrealistic deadlines, things like that. And finally, we also assess fit for remote work. So when you're working remotely, it requires an extra level of diligence in uh, prioritization, time management, how you communicate, how reliable you are, uh, how you set expectations and so on. Uh, so we uh, vet for that as well. So we vet for technical skills, communication skills, and fit for remote work. The process end-to-end -end takes about four to six hours. And during that process, we ask our developers to, we, we figure out a developer salary for them that, uh, that is, that's exciting for them. Uh, and then they, uh, the developer then uh, would uh, typically quit their job or any other jobs that they have to join the Turing platform. And then they get paid monthly as they're working with customers. And our job is to make sure that the developer is first and foremost getting steady income that's uninterrupted. And then they are making at least 20 to 30% more money than their partner in that city. And one more level up, if you look at it like a Maslow's hierarchy of needs, one more level up is uh, they're working on interesting projects, interesting technologies, and with interesting people. Uh, and finally, like the, like Turing is also a way for developers to have recognition among their peers. Uh, if you're a highly ranked Turing developer, it's a, it's a badge of honor for many of them. That's, that's really interesting to hear how it works. And I think the process is awesome. I have one more, I have one more question about growth and just kind of what's going on in the world in the last several, in the last several months, you know, I feel like remote work has kind of been thrusted onto every, pretty much every company and some of them will go back to the office and many of them won't. Um, I'm curious from your perspective, what, what have you seen in the last couple of months, um, you know, from the perspective of the CEO of this company? And what, what do you think, what are your projections or, you know, what are your guesses on what the next year or two or five will look like for remote? Will it have sped up because of COVID? Is it just a bump? You know, what's your th theory on all that? Yeah. So the interesting thing that's happened in the last two months is, I think it was Satya Nadella, the Microsoft CEO, who said this, that we've seen two years worth of digital transformation in two months. Uh, 
particularly as it relates to remote work and many uh, related uh, related trends. And the it, like it's it's a bit of a watershed moment when you see Facebook embracing remote work, Twitter embracing remote work, um, and Google has also announced that until 2021, most of their team is going to work remotely. We are seeing this is an interesting moment where all work is now remote work. All teams are now distributed teams. All hiring is now remote hiring. And many companies are realizing today that it probably doesn't make sense for them to come back exactly to status quo. And I see CEOs of many billion dollar companies talk about keeping a portion of their team permanently remote, even after we come out of this. The reason they're thinking about it is very pragmatic. Number one, the cost advantages are significant. Like uh, the real estate costs, office rents in the Bay Area are huge. And second, for many people at these companies, they would love the flexibility to not have to live in the Bay Area to be able to participate in Silicon Valley. And people are also discovering that for a lot of jobs, not all jobs, but for a lot of jobs, you can actually perform at close to 100% effectiveness even when you're working from home. And a, a working style of you working 80% of the time from home remotely and supplementing it with occasional office visits, I think will lead to a higher quality of life for many people. Um, and as a result of this, I do think the genie has left a bottle. And when we come back, it's, it's not going to be uh, business as usual. I predict every company will start to have two offices, a much smaller brick and mortar office in a tech hub like Silicon Valley or New York or London, a much smaller brick and mortar office, and a much larger virtual office in the cloud powered by systems like Turing. So you have one static team and one elastic team in the cloud, and you might you might um, you might you might scale that elastic team much more dynamically. Like you might reconfigure the skill profile of the team differently. You might you might scale up, scale down uh, more easily. So I imagine that as a much more stable uh, office composition for this new new era that uh, in the future of work that we're heading to. I actually don't think the solution is fully distributed teams. I mean, you see some companies that are sort of no office, everyone works from home. I personally don't think that will work well for a lot of companies because it's just too hard for certain jobs when you don't meet in person. Um, I, I do think we'll have small tech hubs, but with uh, like one small office supplemented with a much larger virtual office in the cloud. So you just kind of went over the last couple of months and what the next couple of years will look like. Let's look out, uh, you know, let's say a decade and talk about what will Turing look like then, or I guess in other words, what's your big vision and, and what, what will it look like when it unfolds in a decade or two? Mm -hmm. So the, um, the future we are driving towards is a fully self-serve experience. Like let's say you, you Matt, like you're starting your next company we want you to be able to go to a beach with your laptop uh, and, and a credit card uh, with, with maybe uh, with a lot of uh, VC funds in the bank. Uh, and you start your company from your laptop. Like you, you come to Turing.com, 
you choose what type of uh, pre-vetted developers you need. Okay, like one, uh, I want one front-end developer, one back-end developer, one UX developer. You see a bunch of pre-vetted developers show up, you choose them and you get started. Like you, you start going without having to even speak with a human. Right? And the developers are managed by Turing software. Turing will take care of all the hassle of hiring and managing a remote engineer. You don't have to worry about anything. Um, so it's very, it, it feels like Amazon. It feels like AWS, this talent cloud that, that's, that's helping you. And on the developer side, we, if, you, if you zoom out to about 10 years, um, we envision in the Turing office a lot of people selling their own apps. So uh, Turing will be what Microsoft was to the digital office. Turing will be that for the remote office. So because we are plugging into a ton of developers on the supply side and a ton of customers on the demand side, anybody who wants to sell software for remote offices, like could use Turing as a distribution medium. And a company will be able to buy software through the Turing remote app store to, to improve the collaboration effectiveness of their distributed team. Like one of the more, the, the cooler things that we envision is if you're looking out 10 years, I'm pretty sure we'll have, we'll have uh, holograms. So when you're working, you imagine an office where you see um, like a, a hologram of your coworkers in your living room who you could talk to and brainstorm with and, and work with. Um, I think that's going to be really cool. Um, the, I do think things like virtual reality and holograms will take, will, will bridge the gap between a remote office and a physical office much, much more. And, um, can you imagine like one of the cool things could be like even a hologram that's time synchronized with you. So it could be somebody who showed up for work and worked maybe four hours phase shifted in time, but maybe you see a replay of their, uh, of their work so that it perfectly matches your time zone. So there could be all sorts of fun things uh, that happen. I, I think one thing that we can all be sure will be the case is that much like for our phones, we've stopped calling these smartphones, right? This is just, this is just a phone, um, the iPhone that I have. I think we'll start calling remote work, remote work. I think remote, the term remote work will die in about uh, two to three years. And after that, it'll just be work. This is just the way we work. And we'll think it's kind of stupid that we thought that the only way to work was within a radius that we could drive to in a car. You're painting a pretty, special and and an awesome future uh for for work not remote work but for work which is uh which is great i as, as someone that plays probably a little too much vr you know that than i should in the last several months because i have the oculus quest i have a uh honestly like on the vr side i, I see that like i can almost see that it just you got to get the distribution of the, of the headsets but um i see that definitely for my last question for you would love to know um, well, I guess it's a two-pronged question. So usually the question is, how can the forward-thinking founders community help uh, help you? Um, but you're a sponsor of the show. You're sponsoring June. So I I will make it a little plug uh, plug at the end anyways on how I, like, I want to help you and how I want the audience to help. But I'm just curious for you, is there any other way that um, the forward-thinking founders community can help you um, build your vision of the future and make Turing the, the company that you want it to be in the next decade. Yeah, thank you, Matt. I appreciate it. 
Um, I think for all the amazing forward thinking founders listening to the show, uh, as you build your company, um, the, 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 what would we, I mean, we'd love to hear what you're building and hear how we can help you build, build your company, like with pre-vetted talent from Turing. Turing talent is massively less expensive than hiring from the Bay Area or other online platforms. So it's higher quality and lower cost. And we also have a bunch of freebies that uh, we would love to offer for your audience. Like the, for qualified customers on Turing, we also offer $10,000 in free AWS credits if you're building your company. Um, and um, Turing also comes with that two week uh, trial. So I think when you're, when you're thinking of scaling your engineering team, if you are thinking of hiring high quality engineers and find it kind of costly to do so, or if you, you, if you know others who are hiring, Recommending Turing to them, uh, that would be super uh, helpful and much appreciated. Um, and other than that, um, I would say follow, uh, follow Turing uh, on Twitter, uh, support us as we advance the future of remote work. Um, uh, that, that would be it. And if you're a developer who's listening, who wants to be on the platform, also do sign up and tell us how we can make it better for you. That I appreciate all of that, and and just to to uh, to cap it off for anyone listening, Jonathan, Jonathan and I got acquainted on Twitter. Like I don't know, two years ago, maybe a little less than two years ago. And this guy is just a straight up hustler, and it's like you can just see you can see you know his blood, sweat, and tears going into Turing and how this is going to be such a cool company. And I'm just uh, you know it already is and will be a big and cool company in the future. Um, which is why I really appreciate you supporting the show. So if you're listening, you know, Jonathan and Turing have my stamp of approval. Check them out at Turing.com. And Jonathan, I just really appreciate you coming on to the show and telling us about what you're working on. I wish you the best of luck making it all happen. And I'm sure you will. Thank you, Matt. Uh, love being on the show. And for everyone listening, um, good luck with your companies and uh, have fun building. All right, thank you for tuning in to that episode of Forward Thinking Founders. I really want to thank our sponsors of today's episode, Turing, for supporting June's episodes of Forward Thinking Founders. If you are a startup founder or a CEO and have any need for technical talent or need an engineering team, specifically a remote engineering team, I highly encourage you to check out Turing.com and see what they can do for you. They have a two-week risk-free trial where you can check out what they have going on and if you go over to turing.com t-u-r-i-n-g.com tell them matt sherman sent you tell them matt sherman six six being the month of june thanks for listening to today's episode and i'll see you tomorrow peace